You know, I true, truly believe that, that this morning can be a special morning for you. Amen. I come across the, this, and, and you know, I, I know it's, it's about the fourth week in the year, but uh, these are, are some predictions for 2020. Actually, this, this piece of paper here says 2011, but we won't pay any attention to that. It's, it's, for, it's for this year. It says, number one, the Bible will still have all the answers. Amen. And number two, prayer will still be the most powerful thing on earth. And number three, the Holy Spirit will still move. Number four, God will still honor the praises of his people. And number five, there will still be God-anointed preaching. Number six, there will still be singing of praise to God. Number seven, God will still pour out blessings upon his people. And number eight, there will still be room at the cross. Number nine, Jesus still loves you. Hallelujah. And number 10, Jesus will still save the lost when they, when they come to him. 10 predictions for 2020. Pretty good predictions. Amen. Glory to God. This morning I want to share something with you that, uh, uh, you know, I, I really think has the, you know, if, if you receive it, it'll change your life. But the title of, of this morning's service is, is Don't Forget Your Dream. You know, in Genesis it says that, that God created us in his, his image. And his, in his likeness, he created us. And God was a dreamer. And, and he, was, he was a visionary. So in, in each and every one of us, we have the ability to dream dreams and to see visions. Amen. You know, a, a dream is, is, is the ability to see yourself somewhere other than where you are currently at. Okay? It's, it's, to, it's to see yourself as a successful, being successful in law enforcement. You know, it's, it's seeing yourself being successful as, as a farmer or as a businessman or as a banker or, or as a doctor or as a pharmacist or, or a teacher. It's, it's the ability to see yourself someplace that you may not currently be, okay? You know, many times, you know, I can remember growing up as a kid that, you know, I, I had a vision of, you know, when I got out of high school, you know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. You know, I, I was fairly good at, you know, playing some musical instruments. So I went to college to, to, be, to be a music teacher. And I soon found out that that's not where, you know, my calling was. Uh, I said this is the first service and, and they kind of started throwing rocks at me. But, but there's a lot of weird people in the music field. Maybe I just knew all the wrong people. You know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. But, but uh, you know, I always thought that, you know, there was, 
you know, to, they, they were just just different. And, and you know, there were some good ones in there. I'm not saying that they're all all weird, but uh, but you know, I, I I figured out that you know that that wasn't you know that wasn't my uh, you know I changed my dream. And you know, and then I thought, well, maybe you know maybe uh, you know my place in life, my calling here is is to be a farmer and. And, uh, you know, we, we took that, uh, we stepped out in that, and that, you know, didn't seem to, to be the direction. But, but uh, you know, all those were, you know, Gary, all those were my dreams. They weren't God dreams. They weren't the dreams that, and the vision that God had for me. But sometimes we just got to, seems like, go through our, our stuff to get to God, you know. In, in uh, Proverbs chapter 28, or 29, verse 18, it says, Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. God desires each and every one of us to have, have a dream. And, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know where you're at, you know, whether you have a dream uh, maybe you don't know what your dream is. Maybe you're just kind of wandering aimlessly. You know, I, I don't know where you're at. Maybe you've had a dream and, and circumstances in life has, has clouded your vision and clouded your dream so much that you can't see it anymore. You can't see where, you know, God wants you to be. And some of us may have gotten so far away from that that they've forgotten what the dream was. In, in Amos chapter 8, verse 11 and 12, it says this, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the word of God. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from the north even to the east, and they shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and they shall not find it. You know, we, we need to be sh sure, you know, we need to be sure that, that, they're, we're not residing in the famine of, of not hearing the word of God. You know, th this was a prophecy uh, that God gave Amos. Just like the, there was prophecies in, in Revelations about the seven churches. You remember here two or three months ago, or, well, maybe not that long ago, two months ago, October, November, Pastor Kent was talking about the... Uh, the seven churches in, in Revelations and, and, you know, the problems that they were in, in every church, all except the church of Philadelphia, I think. And I think they, you know, they, they were doing okay. But, you know, one of them that they had lost their first love and, and, and other things. Prophecies are given to inform you of where you're at. But you know they can ch you can change you can change a prophecy. A prophecy 
in, in, in the book of Revelations to the church that lost their first love was a warning, said, hey guys, you need to, to get back to your first love. So we can change, so we can change a prophecy. Okay? Or not change a prophecy. We can, you know, the outcome doesn't have to be that. You understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, we, we, can, we can change the direction that we're going. Has everybody got their Bible this morning? This right here is dream seed. Is what this is. If you don't have a dream, here's your seed for it. If, if your dream is, is, is getting dim... Right here's the light. You know, if you've forgotten your, what your dream is, right here's the answer to, to the direction that God wants you to go. If, if you'll look, and I just want to share just, just a few things with you this morning. You know, everybody knows this, this scripture here in Deuteronomy chapter 28. It's the blessings of Abraham. I know Joel was talking about it in his class this morning. But I want to, I want to read you something here about this tells you who you are in Christ Jesus. Because in the New Testament it says we, we are heirs to this promise right here. It says in verse 1 it says, If you will listen diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, the Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth. And these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you heed the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground, the fruit of your beast the increase of your cattle and the young of your flock. Blessed shall you be, blessed shall be thou basket and your kneading trough. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall cause your enemies to rise up against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come against you one way and shall flee before you seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessings upon you in your storehouse and in all that you undertake. He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord will establish you a people holy unto himself as he has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and to walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name and are in the presence of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord shall make you to have surplus of prosperity through the fruit of your body and your, your livestock and of your ground and the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. And the Lord shall open up to you his good treasure in heaven to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. 
And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and you shall not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, and are watchful to do them. Verse 14, it says, And you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. That's an awesome passage of Scripture, isn't it? Tells us who we are, who we can be, who God shows us, how God sees us. But then life happens. Life happens. And, and you know, I know I'm reading a lot of verses, a lot of Scripture this morning, but, but this is just the way... That, you know, the Lord directed me. I want you to look in Mark chapter 4 now. We're going to start with the, with the 14th verse. But everything I read in Deuteronomy chapter 28 is, is dream seed. You know, we can, you know, look in Psalms 91. That's an awesome chapter. Tells us who we are. That if we abide under the shadow of the Almighty, he's, he's there to protect us. You know, no weapon that is formed against us will prosper. You know, you can look in 1 Peter 2.24. You can go to 1 Peter 2.19 and, and 1 Peter 3.15. You can go to 3 John chapter 2. You can look at Acts 10.38 and you can go to Galatians 3.13. All of those are, are precious verses of Scripture that, that are dream seeds that will establish a dream on the inside of you as who you are in Christ Jesus. You know, blessing the work of your hands may, may be different to me than it is one of you guys out there that, that, that are farming. You know, blessing the work of your hands is, is planting the right seed at the right time with the right fertilizer amount and, you know, in the right field and, and doing it on the right day and, and, and all that. You know, I'm not a farmer, so that's not going to do me much good. But, but for me, it's, it's, you know, being led by the, by the Spirit of God to make the right decisions in the job that I've got now. And it's the same with you. But, you know, life happens and Satan shows up. If you look in, in Mark chapter 4, verse 14, it says, The sower sows the word. So the seed that, that is being sowed here is the word of God. The same word of God that we just got through reading in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Says the ones along the path are those who have the word sown in their hearts. But when they hear, Satan comes at once and by force takes away the message that was sown in them. So just as soon as the word of God is planted in your heart, Satan shows up. In verse 16, it says, and in the same way, the ones sown upon stony ground are those who 
when they hear the word, at once receive and accept and welcome it with joy. And they have no real root in themselves, and so they endure for a little while. Then when trouble or persecution arises on the account of the word, they immediately are offended, become displeased, indignant, resentful, and they stumble and fall away. We've never done that, have we? In verse 18, it says, And the ones sown among the thorns are, are others who hear the word. And then the cares and the anxieties of the world and the distractions of the age and the pleasure and delight of false glamour and the deceitfulness of riches and the craving and passionate desire for other things creep in and choke and suffocate the word and it becomes, and it becomes fruitless. And those sown on the good, well-adapted soil are the ones who hear the word and receive and accept and welcome it and bear fruit, some 30 as much as was sown, some 60 as much as was sown, and some even 100 times as much. Satan comes immediately to, to steal the word, to steal the dream and, and to steal the vision that, that God has placed in our hearts comes immediately. And, and it's, up to, it's up to us to, to protect that word, to protect that word and keep Satan from stealing our dream and our visions. You know, I asked Suzanne here a couple of weeks ago, you know, we've been married about 44 plus years. And, uh, you know, I said, you know, honey, have we ever had really a bad year? You know, where, you know, it, you just, you just like to mark that year off and, and, and never, never look back, never see it again. And you pray to God that you never have another one like it. You know, and we sat there and, and, and you know, we, we talked about a few things that, you know, that we'd faced through the years. But, you know, really, you know, Gary, there's really not a year that I can say that we've really had a bad year. Now, we've had bad times during the year, but we've never had a bad year. You know, and, and, and I say that, and this, and this may hurt a little bit, but, you know, up until, you know, a few, few weeks ago, you know, I, I was, you know, I've been a service manager for forever in the ag industry. And, uh, you know, you're dealing with farmers all the time. And, and I'm not just picking on farmers here, guys. You know, uh, it, it, it's that way with, with everybody. It doesn't make any difference what field you're in. You get, uh, you, you get a lot of Debbie Downers. But, you know, 2019 was a tough year. You know, there was, there was a lot of challenges. You know, you, you plant seed and it rained. And, and you fertilized and it rained and you lost your fertilizer and it, it leached out and washed off and you planted again and it came a flood. You know, and, and you got about, you know, a third of a stand and you went out there and you looked at it and you tried to maybe patch it in and, and you know, and then it came a, a bigger flood and washed everything off, and, and it was just, 
It was a real challenge. It was a real challenge. And I, and I heard a lot of guys, and to be honest with you, I got in agreement with them. They said, I can't wait till 2019 is over just to write it off the books and start over. You know what has happened there? And I'm just using this as an example. Satan came in and he stole the word. He, 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 we, we allowed him to come in and, and, and to steal the, our, our seed. Because if you'll go back here and look in, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, what's it say? Go back here and look. And, and, and let's, let's just start with, with uh, oh, let's just look at verse, verse 5. It says, Bless shall be your basket and your kneading trough. You'll be blessed when you come in, and you'll be blessed when you go out. And the Lord shall command the blessings upon your storehouse and all that you undertake, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. And he goes on down there and says, the work of your hands is blessed. You know, it also says down there that he'll give you rain in, in its season. But, but I don't think that's talking about a flood. See where I'm going with this? You know, Suzanne and I had had some bad times. You know, we, 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 had, some, we had some tough times, and, and there was some times that, that you know, we, we wanted to give up and quit. You know, when, when we first got filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, back in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, you know, they were, you know, going around and, and killing cows and cutting their throats and draining the blood out of them and cutting their sexual organs off and stuff like that. We, we got blamed for being involved in that, you know, because people didn't understand the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and, you know, they thought it was of the devil, and, you know, and all that kind of junk, you know. And, and you know, Suzanne got accused of trying to, to kill me one time, and, you know, you, you laugh, you know, and, and it, it is kind of funny now, but, but when you're going through it, it wasn't very funny. You know, it, 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 was, it was a real deal. You know, and, and there were times we just wanted to give up, and I even uh, asked her one time if, if we couldn't just sell everything out and get out of debt and we'll just load everything we got up and, and us and the boys, we'd go to, uh, you know, I don't know, we was either going to go to Colorado and to the mountains somewhere and hide out or, or go to the Yukon and live along the river somewhere, trap and fish for, you know, fish and, and uh, you know, just go to town about once every six months just to get some some uh, salt and flour, and, and we'd just live off the land because I was just full up to here. But, you know, she, she talked some sense into me, and, uh, you know, obviously we, we, we didn't do that. But that's, that was all designed by Satan to come and, and steal my dream seed. Satan's a rat, and he plays for keeps. And that's the reason it's so important. It's so important to immerse yourself in, in the Word of God. In Psalms 34, 
let's, let's start with about verse 16. And, and we'll read down through, through 19. It says, The face of the Lord is against those who, who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. And when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their distress and troubles. Hallelujah. When you cry, how many righteous people do we have here this morning? When we cry out, we have a deliverer that will deliver us out of all our distress and, and all our troubles. And the Lord is close to those who are of a broken heart and save such as are crushed with sorrow for sin and humbly and thoroughly repentant. The King James there in, in well, let, let's go ahead and read verse 19. And many evils confront the consistently righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. How many of these situations will God deliver you out of? All of them. Not part of them. Not just a few of them. But he will deliver you out of them all if you will keep the word of God in, in front of your eyes and don't let Satan steal the word of God. You know, that's the reason that I think that, that the, uh, the, the 21 days of, of fasting and prayer is so important. And if you haven't started that, it's not too late. You know, if you've quit, you can restart. But, but what fasting does, it, how, many, how many here need some more stuff to do during the week? How many here don't have enough to do? We've got some job openings here. Right, right back here, we, we've got somebody that doesn't have enough to do. You know, every one of us have more on our plate than, than we can get done in a day. Isn't that right? Especially if you've got kids in, in, in school. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Or grandkids or... or you know, it doesn't make any difference what your situation is. Every one of us have more stuff to do than we can, we can get done. What fasting does is, is this. It takes some of that stuff that you don't have time to do. It takes it away and sets it over here. And now Gary's got a little space in his life here that he can fill up with something. And we fill it up with God. And we fill it up with God. You know, it, fasting is not something that we do just to, to say we're fasting uh, you know, or, or to just go on a diet. You know, if, if that's the only thing that you're fasting for, the only thing that you're going to get is hungry. But, but it's, it's an opportunity for us to, to set something aside to set something aside where it makes just a little bit of room here and, and we can put God in there, you know, work on our relationship with him and see things change. You know, what, what I fasted or am fasting is, is the news every morning. You know, usually the first thing I do in the morning, you know, around 5 o'clock is get up, fix a cup of coffee, you know, might fix something for breakfast and turn the news on and see what's going on. Well, 
And, and then you got to deal with the, those thoughts the rest of the day. And, uh, you know, and, and most of them aren't holy. So I've just chose to shut it off and, and, and get into the Word and, and fellowship with God and find out what He's got going that day. And, you know, I don't care what the Democrats and the Republicans and the Independents, they, they can do their thing. But, but we have been called to pray for those that are in authority over us. And, and we can make more difference on our knees praying for those people than we can listening to them on, on TV. Amen? We need to be careful that we don't re, rewrite our dream our dreams to accommodate the a tragedy in our life or or what's going on don't rewrite your dream to accommodate a tragedy okay don't lower your standard of faith because it doesn't look like it's working your situation has not changed what the word of god said about your situation the Word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It, it, it does not change just because, you know, your, your life situation has, has changed. That, that has come from Satan to, to steal your faith and to steal the Word that's been sown in your heart. You know, our desire is, is the key to our dream. Our desire is, is the key to our dream. Your, our dream is, is a vision, is, is a focus of somewhere in our, in our future where we are not now, okay? Our dream is, is, is something that we want to be or some, uh, something that, that God has called us to be, but that's not where we're at right now. In Psalms 37, verse 4, it says to delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. In Mark chapter 11, verse 24, it says this, Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Your, your dream, your dream is birthed in prayer. You know, I guess the moral of the story this morning is that if, if you don't have a dream, here it is right here. You know, if, if, you, if you have a dream and, and you're struggling, the answer is right here. You know, if, if you... Remember once, you know, I think I had a dream, but you've forgotten wh what it was. The answer is right here. You know, the challenge is this morning is, is to not let Satan come in and, and to steal the seed that God has sown in your heart. You know, it, it's, you know I, I really believe that it's, it's important. You know, we spend time in prayer and fellowshipping with our, with our Father you know, it's important that we, we spend time with, with one another in life groups, Bible studies, 
Sunday school classes, uh, you know, just just hanging around people that, that are an encouragement to you. We, we all deal with a lot of different things. I can remember some specific instances where somebody comes in and, and, and it's nobody in here. So don't, don't wonder if it's you. It, it, it's, not, it's not you. But after you get through with a conversation with them, I, I mean, you know, you wouldn't have to open the door to get out. You could just crawl underneath because you were so low. You know, because of, of the, you know, the doubt and the unbelief and the disgust and, and you know, j- just the, the whole attitude of the, of the conversation. You just, uh, you know, it just, it just pulled you down. We're going to close with this, with this verse of scripture here this morning. It's Proverbs 13.20. It says this, He who walks as a companion with, the wise, with wise men is wise, but he who associates himself with fools is a fool himself and will be destroyed. I would encourage every one of us to protect the word of God that's been sown in your heart at all cost because it's worth the cost. That's your dream seed. That's that's how you know who you are because the world will tell you that you're somebody else, but you don't have to believe it. So, So many times we believe what somebody else is saying about us and not what the word says about us. Who cares what somebody else is saying about us? Yeah, who cares? But it's what the Word of God says about us that's important. Amen? Glory to God. If you've got a dream this morning, praise God. Glory to God. If you don't have a dream this morning, you need to look into the book of dream seeds here and let some of that seed be sown in some good ground. Amen? So it'll sprout and come up and you'll have something to tend to and water and, and, and bring it to, to manifestation. If you've got a dream and, and, and the dream is getting a little bit dim, you need to get, get in the Word. Don't, don't let Satan steal that. And if you've had a dream or you think you had a dream once, or maybe, but you, but you can't remember what it was, you need to go to the Word and, and find out what that dream was. He, he'll, he'll show you. You know, I, I invite you this morning to, to, to come to the altar and say, Father, you know, I declare today that I'm not going to allow Satan to steal the Word that's been sown in my heart. If, if you've forgotten your dream, then I invite you to come to the altar and ask God to remind you what it was. If you're not born again this morning, that's where we need to start. Glory to God. This can be the best day of your life. Change your life forever. I invite you to come.